Hello and welcome to another episode of Addiction Audio, the podcast from the journal Addiction. Today, I am joined by Dr Catherine East of the Nicotine Research Group, the Addiction Department at King's College London. Uh, Katie is also an SSA-funded academic fellow. I'm talking to Katie about her article uh, titled It's Not What You Term Normal Smoking, A Qualitative Exploration of Language Used to Describe Heated Tobacco Product Use and Associated User Identity. So Katie, welcome to Addiction Audio. Hello, thanks for having me, Rob. Um, so to start with, can you just briefly explain what ICOS is and uh, why you chose to study this? Um, so ICOS is a heated tobacco product, um, which means that um, it's an electronic device which heats a stick of tobacco uh, to produce an aerosol which users can inhale. It is purported by the tobacco industry to be less harmful than smoking because there is no combustion, so there's no burning. Um, it is heated um, at a lower temperature um, and as we know most of the hazards of smoking are caused by combustion. ICOS specifically is produced by uh, Philip Morris International which is a tobacco company. Um, there are also other types of heated tobacco products such as uh, Plume and Glow although ICOS is the uh, most popular one in the UK. Okay. So it, unlike vaping it has tobacco in it and unlike smoking it doesn't burn that tobacco. Correct. Okay. Uh, it's, it's probably worth uh, uh, directing listeners at this point to the um, recent podcast with Sharon Cox on uh, tobacco and nicotine ontologies, which kind of covers some of this ground about what things are. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the paper actually does build on that as on the ontology work as well. So um, if you you know read the paper, it links to the ontology work. Um, fantastic. So, so your paper looked at uh, nomenclature. Uh, which is a wonderful word, uh, uh, one of my favourite words, one of my favourite film lines, um, which is refers to kind of what people call themselves and what they call the products that they use, the, the kind of names. So why is it important to study the names that people use for, for ICOS and using it? Um, so ICOS, well, I mean, like heated tobacco in general is quite um, new in terms of the UK market, in terms of its popularity in the UK. Um, and we know that the way that people refer to things um, and the way that they think about um, themselves as product users can influence their behaviour. Um, so, for example, um, you know, identifying as a smoker may mean that you're more likely to continue smoking. If you identify as an ex-smoker, you're, more like, you're less likely to relapse to smoking and things like that. So studying something like whether people define themselves as an iCOS user or... Um, we, that's the thing we didn't we know uh, what it was called like a heater what do you, <laughs> um, not a heater um but you know th- th- these are the kind of questions like what do you call yourself if you use iQOS right do you call yourself an ex-smoker do you call yourself an iQOS user um and then um that might be then be important for how uh, whether people use it um to prevent relapse to smoking and so i guess it's important to mention that lots of the participants in our sample, so we had 30 people in our sample, um, most of them, or all of them, were current or former smokers. Um, so they all had experience with smoking, lots of them had used ICOS as a way to transition away from smoking, or they had tried ICOS and then gone back to smoking. So the way that they define themselves, um, the way that ICOS users define themselves might be important for them continuing to use ICOS, or... Um, in their kind of journey to quitting smoking, and yeah, that makes sense. And is this is this then something that you you could potentially uh, influence? Like, 
if, for example, calling yourself a heater, which I enjoyed, I, that came up in the uh, article. That well, they said, like, yeah, they said, um, the, you know, the verb heating, being it a heater, was deemed inappropriate because of its alternative contextual use as a source of warmth. <laughs> <laughs> People said heating, heater, it just sounds a bit weird. Yeah. Is actually what someone said. So. I, I love I love that because it's a because it's such a new area. You've got people trying out words, and it's like, well, I tried heater, but then immediately <laughs> that was that was not going to work. Yeah, and like icosing, icosa, it doesn't again, it doesn't it's, it doesn't trip off the tongue very mm. easily. So, so is the idea that if there's this if there's this link between the words that people use to refer to the products and and their act of using them, that if those words can influence their sense of identity and their sense of behaviour that you could somehow perhaps intervene and develop words that would positively influence their behaviour? Yeah, the research just doesn't really look at whether you can change how people um, refer to things. Um, but I think one important thing um, that came up in the paper was about how like healthcare professionals and clinicians um, refer to people who use IQOS, because if you go into a GP surgery, often you get asked, like, are you a smoker? And for people who use IQOS... They didn't know whether they identified as a smoker if they used a heated tobacco product because there's no combustion, so there's no smoke. It's an aerosol, but would they be considered a smoker? Um, so I think the way in which healthcare professionals and like surveys and the way that people ask about ICOS use is going to be really important um, moving forward. So uh, what kind of verbs did people settle on? You said that they dismissed, I'm, you know, I'm an ICOSer. Um, yeah and I'm a heater, what kind of uh, nomenclature, what kind of words did they use to describe what they did? Um, so lots of people referred to it as smoking still. Um, so okay. somebody said, you know, somebody asked me if I smoke, I say yes, I smoke. I describe Icos as smoking because it's still a tobacco product and it's similar to smoking. And it also means less having to explain what it is because like, very few people have heard of Icos in, outside of the smoking community. Um, and people also... so the the tobacco stick that you put into an ICOS device is called a heat um, and people refer to them as cigarettes okay. rather than heats um, and people refer to the behaviour of using ICOS as like puffing and dragging which is again similar to what you'd say from smoking and and vaping you get that kind of terminology in vaping a bit uh, well, vaping is quite different so this uh, our sample um, of former and current smokers who tried ICOS generally had a very negative view of vaping, okay. um, which you know might explain why they, they'd use ICOS instead of um, switching to vaping. Um, so they generally didn't look very favourably on vaping and were quite negative about uh, about equating vaping and ICOS use. There were a few participants who said that um, you know they, they called that they, they called the behaviour vaping, um, but most people felt it was more smoking than vaping and um, so this one this one person uh yulia said um i associate vaping with e-liquid um whereas this is a tobacco stick of tobacco so it's more um more smoking and some people said it was in the middle like there was a spectrum mm. of vaping product of, of um nicotine and tobacco products and it was a hybrid or a halfway house between both behaviors so I think that's really interesting because, like, a couple of times there's this, this continuum where it looks like they're smoking on one end and then there's, like, vaping in the other and you've got ICOS in between. Mm-hmm. But aren't they just, like, three different products? Do they do they sit on a continuum? Um, well, they all contain nicotine. Um, I mean, some e-cigarettes don't contain nicotine, but um, most do. 
Um, so I guess, and they do so on a on a spectrum of harm. So tobacco is, you know, smoking tobacco and combustible tobacco is the most harmful to health. Vaping is substantially less harmful than smoking. And I course, the evidence suggests that it's less harmful than smoking, but we don't have as much research at, on it. And a lot of the research is funded by the tobacco industry. But again, because it involves tobacco, um, it's probably more harmful than vaping, but again, uh, very tentative um, in terms of what we actually do know about the harms of IGOS currently. You also mentioned in the article about this because you get these kind of headline findings about what people did and did not like to to uh, refer to what they did uh, to ICOS use, but there were differences among participants, and some of those kind of differed along uh, along gender, along other kind of um, characteristics. Um, can you say a bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I just want to first actually mention that so while people referred to ICOS use as smoking, they were very resistant to being called a smoker or to being identified as a smoker. Um, they referred to themselves um, as like you know a person who uses ICOS rather than as a smoker, even though they refer to the act of using ICOS as smoking. Um, so yeah, that's something I just want to clarify. Um, but in terms of the differences between participants, so we found that. Um, that there were a couple of students who were female in their 20s um, and they were kind of quite concerned about their identity as ICOS users in amongst people who smoke because um, they felt like uh, they experienced kind of privileged guilt and felt a bit like fake cigarette smokers, like they were lying, they weren't part of the smoking community anymore. Um, so ICOS is quite expensive like the upfront costs of purchasing iQOS is quite a lot and they felt it was kind of a hipster device and that they didn't fit in with their friends who smoked anymore because they used iQOS um, so that was where that difference came in and then there were differences about whether people um, about yeah whether people had kind of po positive or negative experiences towards vaping as well and how that um, impacted whether they saw it as vaping but like I said the vast majority of people did have negative experiences towards vaping and therefore didn't perceive ICOS as a vaping device um, but some people who had a bit more experience with vaping um, felt it was you know a bit more similar to vaping. And, and do, you have any, do you have any data on um, or are there any other studies on whether this um, this is as difficult in other languages because um, I wouldn't I, like I, obviously this isn't evidence I was in, in Portugal uh, um, earlier this year and I, I saw a lot more ICOS, it was much more visible um, in Portugal and it just, your, your article made me just wonder whether this was a, a, a difficult question, a uniquely English language difficult question and whether um, other languages had kind of uh, settled on terminology much more quickly. I think that's a really interesting question, I don't know of any studies that have looked at so to my knowledge, was this was the first study that looked at language around heated tobacco products. Mm. Um, and it was in a sample, so in our sample we did have people of different nationalities, um, uh, like quite a few people from um, like mainland Europe. So, and I don't know, we didn't look into whether there were differences between those groups of people, um, but I think um, it, the data was so rich that it's something that we could explore in the future potentially. So in quite a lot of your data, you've got um, this kind of confusion about whether people who use ICOS identify as smokers, like if they're in GP surgery and someone says, are you a smoker? It's easier to say yes. 
Uh, were there any that identified more closely with being a vapour? Um, so yeah, so this was one really interesting finding from the study, again, is that um, we found that people didn't think of the act of using ICOS as vaping because uh, vaping contains e-liquid and there's no combustion. Um, however, in certain social situations and around certain people, people, the participants more um, aligned themselves with being a vapour than a smoker. I think because of the, uh, well, the data suggests that because of the negative connotations of being a smoker, um, they felt it was more appropriate to define themselves as a vapour when they used ICOS. So there, for example, there's a quote by William, and he says, um, ICOS to the children, to his children, is a form of vaping, which is acceptable. So he says, I'm going for an ICOS, or like, I'm going for a vape. Whereas to him personally, it's like a cigarette, but to his family, he identifies as a vapour because that's a more socially acceptable behaviour. So again, I think this is why language is quite important um, because we know that things like social norms um, can also impact behaviour. Yeah, there's, there's, there's so much here and it's one of the reasons that nomenclature is such a, such a popular word is, is that there are so many interesting offshoots that come from it. Um, were there any particular implications from your... Uh, you've, you've touched on a couple of them, but were there any particular implications for uh, clinical practice or for research or policy from, from your study? Yes, yeah, so I've kind of touched on it briefly. I mean, I think the main thing is to think about um, for clinicians, healthcare professionals and uh, people who design surveys, so for example, the census, to really clearly define what you mean by a smoker, so smoking combustible tobacco cigarettes, what you mean by vapour, so vaping electronic cigarettes with or without nicotine, and then using heated tobacco products such as IFOS. Um, oh yeah, and then the other thing was um, that we now know what terms people who use these products uh, use. So for example, they didn't like words like heating and they didn't uh, favour words like heat not burn, but they referred to it as ICOS, so the brand name. Mm -hmm. So again, that's going to be really important in how clinicians and healthcare professionals and policymakers uh, refer to these products um, rather than calling it yeah, heating, for example. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much for your time and for explaining uh, the research that, that first identified that people didn't want to call themselves heaters. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Catherine East, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Rob.